Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pop Anime Comics Lounge, where I have with me professional wrestler Ali Parker, who has wrestled for Adrenaline Unleashed Pro Wrestling, Big Time Wrestling, Vendetta Pro Wrestling, West Coast Wrestling Connection, Fighting Spirit Pro, along with several custom matches, to name a few. So thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I haven't heard of Adrenaline Unleashed in quite some time. Oh, we're going to do it all, everybody. We're going to cover all of her career, and I am so happy to have her on. I've been wanting to interview Allie for six months, actually, at this point. So I figured we would start at the beginning. You came into wrestling in 2012. How did you first get into wrestling? I grew up in a real Christian family, so we were part of the church. We were not allowed to watch anything besides Disney Channel and basically martial arts or pro wrestling because my stepdad taught Kung Fu. So with that, we were allowed to watch UFC, which is really wild because it's very brutal sometimes and lots of Kung Fu and Bruce Lee and then pro wrestling. When it got to Attitude Era, we were not allowed to watch anymore, but from the beginning of my life, I remember pro wrestling. So then later on, I met a guy later in my life that was really into wrestling and we connected that way and he wanted to start training himself so I went to be supportive girlfriend and it was at Adrenaline Unleashed actually and the first night the promoter at the time was asking me to join as well and I just thought it was like a money thing like oh I just want money you know to bring more people in and he's like no we just don't have women there's no women in Vegas not a lot of women period in pro wrestling training and coming up so it's a good opportunity for you and with the second training class I went to I just joined because of the fitness I noticed everyone was just super what they call blown up and sweating and I was very into fitness at the time I was like yeah sure I'll try it and once I started my first class I was like this is awesome I love this it's cool because you get to tap into a whole nother character of yourself and my whole life I had to be the sweet nice girl from church and even if you were upset or mad you really had to just push that down but pro wrestling lets you not push it down you can do whatever you want and while people may or may not like you for it I've always characterized as a nice girl but that's where I come from and there are moments where I'm not so nice kind of an AJ Lee thing now we just covered a lot of stuff and I kind of want to back up a little bit you come into adrenaline pro wrestling and you started to train there and you had a few trainers throughout your wrestling career and one of them was Allison Danger who I think is somewhat associated with that school and that promotion what was it like to train with her I only trained with her for a little bit. We had a lot of different trainers, and she was the only woman trainer we had. And I learned very early on from her how to act as a woman. And the main thing I remember her telling me is not to date the wrestlers, and I definitely didn't listen to that. But I have to say I don't agree with that because when you're working close with people and you have the same goals, it's hard to be like, no, I can't like you it just happens you're working with these people who have the same goals so while that was instructed from her I messed that up a little bit but her training itself was awesome she was a very fun lady still is very spicy and energetic and then my main trainer I still love this person he's not like a big name or anything just locally in Las Vegas he used to go by Tommy Misfit and now goes by Thomas Day which is his yoga thing but he really put the time in with me because I like to let people know women are not natural with this. I grew up with two brothers, and while they did all these things to me, I didn't really take notes on what the moves were, the names of them, or any of that. So the fact that someone took the time to really just overly show me how to do a drop kick, and I still suck at it to this day. So I just really appreciate him putting all that extra effort in, always. And 
then Ryan Taylor, who's quite known on the West Coast. And then I just learned a lot and then throw that with a little bit of martial arts. That's where, I guess, whatever you consider my style is, that's where it's come from. I love character stuff, so being around someone like Alice in Danger helped me develop a little bit more of a character because she is definitely a character. It didn't hit me until years later. It's interesting how you think back when you're in the middle of something, you're like, she told me that, and now I get it. You don't get it right away. You go through a little bit to get those things. And now, how was it really broken down with all these trainers, both the physical and the psychological aspects of wrestling for you? I think I had a lot of learning to do. My training took a long time. Before I started wrestling, I was top dog in my realm of things that I did. And I was in upper management for a long time, so I was the head honcho, I was the boss. And I just carried myself very confidently all the time. But when I went into pro wrestling, I'm nothing, and they broke me down for sure. I remember one day I was late for training, and this is a prime example of me getting broken down. And I came, and he goes, why were you late? Oh, I had to get a Starbucks. And he flipped out. He was so mad. He's like, so you want to stop and grab a Starbucks? And then the whole class was me doing blow-up drills and rolls and basically just getting into trouble and paying for it. And I did everything, but I learned my lesson. You shut your mouth. You have respect for these people. It doesn't matter where you come from during the day you are in another ball game now. And it was really cool to learn. I've taken that to so many other things besides pro wrestling. I also see that some girls did not learn that, which is a little disappointing because it's definitely something I wish that other people would learn in their training as well. But going back to the question, I think that they broke down their strengths were. They broke it down from the beginning. They break you down, and then you open yourself up to learn who you really are. Let's expand that and make you a character. And with each different trainer, whether it's teaching me a lesson, whether it's building my character, they all brought something to the table to make me more of who I am so I could be a little bit different. Although my character is very country western typical, like you can see that anywhere, my personality and what I do on screen and things is different. And obviously, following all this training in 2012, we're going to start talking about your career in 2012. You came in, you had your first match at Adrenaline Unleashed Pro Wrestling against Alexa DeLuca. What was it like to face her and win your first match? And how did all of this come about? And how are you going into this match? That match was crazy because the mask was not there. I will say we really choreographed that match quite a lot because I was so scared. And the only reason I was scared, it wasn't in front of our regular crowd. It was on the Fremont Street experience in Las Vegas with people from the strip walking by. If you're going to have a debut, that's the way you debut. It was awesome. But for me, I've done dance in the past, but that kind of performing was nerve-wracking and I didn't want to mess up. So we practiced this match. I'm not saying that wrestling is planned at all, but it was so stressful. Then on the spot, they were saying, sorry, the mask isn't here. We're going to have to throw Alice in danger in last minute, and I was going to die. So luckily, the mask came in time, and the match happened. I remember in the match, my belt came off right away. Luckily, I remember thinking on my feet, taking it off and spanking her with it. It was good that I thought like that instead of panicked and like locked up, because that was my biggest fear, is to lock up and be like, this isn't going right. From there, I was like, I can do this. I can make this happen. As long as I can figure out what happens, if something goes wrong just work around it then I'll be good and I've not had great matches for sure but 
it's all a learning experience. Most of my matches aren't great because, to be honest, you're relying so much on another person that I don't feel like we're conditioned enough as women to wrestle. There's just still not enough women's wrestling that is making us better. We have to train so much and work with different people all the time. It's just not enough out there for us to keep busy. And then following this match, as we mentioned before, you got the opportunity to face Allison Danger, your former trainer. And we mentioned this match previously. What was that like for you as a wrestler going into that and really it being your second or possibly your third match? I was very nervous, but I was still nervous. I'm a nervous wreck all the time. But I remember we didn't call anything, maybe one thing I wanted to do, and that was it. She's like, don't worry about it. We couldn't call anything, and it was a lesson. And I use that now for some of the newer girls. I just say, don't worry about it. I got it. You're fine. And I see myself in that where I'm overseeing, trying to figure all these things out, and I just try and tell them, don't think about it. Just go out there, do the things you've learned in training. And I have learned so much from her. Just the way she took care of me in matches and taught me the small things that I didn't recognize at the time made me realize it's more fun when you relax and just have fun. And speaking about fun matches, towards the end of 2012, you're in AUPW's first Secret Santa match with Tommy Purr. What was that match mm -hmm. like and how did that all play out? That was his idea. I will say that Tommy Purr is so creative. He came up with this and he always loves to feud with me because there's just not a lot of women in this area. There's now more women, but girls come and go. Things happen with women. So you kind of improvise. And so Tommy Purr was fun because he was so creative and he's brutal. He does not hold back. But this match was so fun. And it's another one where you can't really plan much. Gimmick match was great, and it was a brilliant idea. I thought it was a great match, and I think if other people are doing this match, they should, if they're not, because it's a fun match. And we're going to stick with AUPW for a little bit longer, and we're going to backtrack. But in 2013, you came back a few months later, and you faced Lacey Ryan. What was it like going up against her and everything that played out with her after the match? Honestly, I don't remember the match. I do know on my YouTube, that's one of the most popular matches, and I still don't know why. I don't know what the difference is in that one from a lot of other matches. I don't know if she's wrestling anymore, but I don't really have much to say on it because I don't remember it. And I hope you remember this one because Mariah Marino, you faced her in a few matches, and one of those matches in 2013 was a bull rope match. How do you prepare for one of those matches? I had a handful of matches, like you said, with her, so I learned a lot from her, and she is a very cool person to wrestle. You learn a lot from her, and she's tougher than the others, I would say. And the bull rope match itself was really fun. It's just wild that I did all those things for my first couple of years, because now I don't have any of those wild matches. And I think that's good because they prepared me to be in front of the crowd more so that I could actually start wrestling more rather than being nervous about the crowd. And the final match from AUPW that I want to talk about is when you faced Mary Elizabeth Monroe, also known as Kelly Klein, which many fans know who she is. What was it like going up against her? And what did you learn from her from being in the ring with her? 
Well, I met her doing customs, and that's how we got her here. She just came to visit. I'm not sure. She was just in town, so they booked the match. And if anyone follows me on any social media, you know that her and I are good friends. We talk all the time. So we were buds before. And in custom wrestling, you get a chance to wrestle people without the crowd, and you kind of get to see how they wrestle. And we just vibed. We both have very innocent humor and fun stuff. So the match itself... I kind of suck, but she's so easygoing, and we can figure this out. I've never seen this girl uptight or nervous or anything. She's just like, yeah, sure, we'll do this. And she is awesome. I love wrestling her. I only wrestled her that one time live, but many matches for custom wrestling. And I learned from her more just to stay calm, because if you panic, the other girl's going to panic. So she's one of those vets that are just like a cool vet that they just teach you as they go. So all the girls that get to work with her now, the Women of Honor, are so lucky because she's at the top for a reason. She's been doing this forever, and I support her 100%. And now we're going to kind of go a little bit all over the place, but I think it's a perfect place to interject this is to talk about custom wrestling. What is custom wrestling for those who are really WWE track or Ring of Honor or Global Force or TNA? Just to really name a few of the big three here. What is custom wrestling for those who are unfamiliar with it? So custom wrestling, when I first got approached for doing it, I was a little weirded out because I didn't get it. The offer was, hey, we want to bring you out. And it looks so professional wrestling, but then there was no people. So I was just really confused. And I started with NEFW, which is New England Female Wrestling. And that's one of the most popular pro wrestling custom companies of all. Basically, promoters can't always afford to bring in talent or don't want to see a certain match, but fans do want to see certain people go against each other. Fans want to see a couple girls, or they want to see a certain ending happen. So this is the opportunity where you get to create that yourself. You're basically the promoter. Now, some people take it to the next level and can make it a little bit more risque, if you will. But most of the girls I work with, we don't go that route. It's just strictly what you would see in a live match. So there are other companies that make it a little bit more stay or whatever. They have their niche. So it gets a bad rap because people will say you're doing naughty things, but you're really not. You're really just wrestling like you would. Now, I have done a couple more risque ones because I don't really care. Braum panty to me is not a big deal. I loved the Attitude Era. I didn't find a problem with Braum panty. I like gimmick matches. I think they're fun, but some people are a little more stiff. And it's funny because I come from the most Christian family ever, so if I find it okay, I think that people have their own little issues to handle within themselves. But it can be sexy or naughty, but for the most part, some of the companies like New England Female Wrestling, it just is pretty straightforward. It's just pro wrestling. There's a lot of one pieces because a lot of the people that order are into like glow style wrestling and that's the concept. And not to shamelessly plug, I just started my own, which is focused on that glow style but more of a hipster, new age, glow style look. So that's what I like. I think that's the most fun style of wrestling, costume-wise, if you will. So to me, that's why I built this one just online. And it's wholesome. I was never like a naughty girl. I don't do nudie stuff, and I don't cuss. I'm not a cusser. It's funny when people are like, oh, she's this bad girl because she does this, but I'm really not. And given that you do custom, walk me through and anybody listening how it all works from start to finish of booking a match, okay. how it all happens, and then how does the fam get it and all of that and the process. 
when someone like myself is going to start promoting for a shoot, I usually go to the area that the most girls are in because nobody really comes to Vegas. For instance, Kelly Klein just told me she's going to be in L.A. on this date coming up. So I'm reaching out to the girls that I think are going to work for what I'm doing. I'll create a flyer and we'll all meet on that day at a certain time. In the time period from when I post the flyer, you can order and send a script, which is approved by me and the girl. I don't allow certain things in my matches because I don't want them. A lot of times I won't accept tile drivers just because it's a risk for me because I'm liable at that point for the girl. Just certain things that I don't want to have going on. I don't like real sexy things. There's a couple of things that I let happen, but there's just some, I'm sorry, I'm not even going to accept a match like that. But a lot of times people are respectful. They're not going for that. Our crowd isn't really like that. So a lot of negotiating, reading the scripts and figuring out what's okay and what's not okay for the girl and what they're wearing. A lot of people want to see certain outfits, so it gets chaotic on my end. And then by the time the shoot comes, a lot of girls have about 10 matches a day, which is a lot. And if you have about 10 girls, that's a lot of matches. So you're there for a long day. And that's a lot of wrestling, too, where people tend to do one match a live show we're doing 10 15 minute matches about 10 of them in one day so it can be a brutal day depending on what you're doing so we try to pace ourselves we try to get the concept over whatever they're looking for if they request certain finishers that's fine but we try to save our body because in the long run we're working hard all day and you do work for the money you're getting because it's a long day then the girls get paid we usually go out to eat after because we're tired and hungry and stressed out and relieved it's over and for my company as soon as you're done it's loading them and sending them to the customer immediately and then trying to put them up on the website so it's a lot of work but the girls are the selling point their character their costumes the things that they're doing are what really make me and everyone else that runs the custom company actually succeed so I'm grateful for all those girls and obviously this seems very much like an alternative for what isn't out there and it's filling in a gap. How do you feel that this provides, as I just stated, like an alternative for wrestling fans out there to almost be the booker and to have the match that they want to see or that maybe they saw a match that was similar and they want it with two different people? How do you feel that it really expands wrestling and provides an alternative to the industry? I see that now. Sometimes I want to see certain people because I know their wrestling background and I want to watch them wrestle. Specifically, like, Gentleman Jack and Daniel Bryan would be cool because they both have a submission MMA background, and I would love to watch that. That's just throwing that out there. That's my thought, is if I had that opportunity to book those guys, I probably would. Or someone that's super funny, maybe Chuck Taylor versus Joey Ryan, I might want to see that because they're both going to be wild. People look at it as negative, but I really think that consumers and customers and fans want to see certain things in their head and it's not always naughty or what people make it out to be I think it's just like hey this would be fun because I like their style of wrestling or I think they're so funny so I think it is providing something and men find it taboo and they won't do it as much so it's hard to get the guys I really do want to get men to do customs just more along the lines of just pro wrestling customs but that's going to take a while you have top women doing customs so at some point it's going to be okay you have Taya Santana Garrett, Chelsea Green, Kelly Klein, Amber O'Neill. You have all these girls that are all over. But this is what I'm saying. Like, you can take these popular girls that promoters are not booking because they're not in the area. They don't want to pay the money. And you can make them wrestle and see the outcome you want. 
And I think it's awesome. It is filling up the gaps that people are missing. And how do you feel that you doing these customs and maybe you could speak on some of the industry as a whole? How does that affect other bookings with other promotions? I only know of one that won't let you do customs and their show, but I also know one of their stars does customs for me. Maybe that's just a rumor, but a lot of people will say, like, if you do customs, you won't get signed to WWE, but I'll tell you, most of their roster has done way worse customs than the girls are doing on, like, the indie scene, so I don't think that's it. I don't think it matters if you wear shoes or not. They're hiring mixed martial arts girls right now, and I don't think WWE is hiring that many people, so I really don't think you should be all your goals and your life around them and if you're that awesome they're going to take you anyway whether you wore boots or not in a match so i think when it comes down to it you really got to do what you got to do and if wrestling for 20 bucks in a warehouse is working for you and you don't want to do customs then there you go that's your choice and that's fine everyone can do what they want but for me I have more control in custom wrestling for my body is so sore. I have injuries and I have to take care of certain things that have gone on for my own personal body. So I can't afford to just go wrestle live shows where everyone's trying to beat each other up and do strong style and crazy moves. So this is more where I have the control and I can say yes or no. I love doing live shows, but a lot of times I have to pre-warn the promoter that I can't do certain things because of injuries and I don't want them to be disappointed. So I don't get as many bookings as a lot of the girls. And you've done a lot of customs. You have your own production company, for lack of a better word, at this point. Have you ever seen, because you're filling up a gap, a match that you basically promoted in a custom get brought over into a live promotion? No, I don't think that those kind of people watch or order because I don't give my matches away for free. So I don't think that they're willing to pay for it. I do know that I did that myself because I love ice skating <laughs> and I love Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. I think it's such a pro wrestling story. You have the princess, the face, and then you have the heel and she like cheats to win. That whole thing is great to me. I think it's exactly pro wrestling. So I decided in a custom we would do that. The match did not come out good at all. So I really have been planning to redo that match, but I just haven't had a chance to. So that's my only take on something we tested out in customs and it didn't pan out very well. And now I think we spoke about customs a lot and I kind of want to touch upon some of your live career. And one of your first promotions outside of AUPW was a match with Bailey. It was a mixed tag team at big time. What was that match like for you? I really didn't have much, and I was a heel, which is the exact opposite of everything I was taught. They didn't even teach me heel stuff because I needed to become a face better. But she was obviously the hometown girl that was leaving for WWE. That was her last match. So I was honored to do that and was lucky to be in the match. But I was terrible. I wish I could go back and do better, but it is what it is. But she is so cool. And I definitely remember back then, she, again, was like, don't worry about it. You can always tell the vets that have been doing this for a while that know what they're doing because no matter what you do, I'm going to cover it up. It's going to work. And now I learned that right they did there's nothing really i could have done that would have messed them up completely she's an awesome girl and when she won the belt in new york i happened to be at that nxt show and then 
I was an extra in Vegas and she was winning the belt. I saw her in the back. I was like, I'm so lucky I got to see you win the belt. And she's like, and you're going to see me win the belt tonight too. And I was like, you're winning the belt tonight. And it was on Raw, I believe. And she won again. So I was there for two of her title winnings. And it's so cool to see people that you know succeed. And there's so many girls I know that have moved up into NXT and WWE. And I valeted for the Hollywood Boys, which are now with Jinder Mahal. Those guys, they love pro wrestling. So it's really cool to see people that are really diehard, put everything into it. And they're the ones that are making it. That's very cool. I believe the entire wrestling world is connected. And one of the coolest places that you wrestled, in my opinion, is Vendetta Pro Wrestling, where you got to team up with a lot of cool people throughout the years, Bambi Hall, Tab Jackson, Andrea the Giant, and one of the greatest women wrestlers out there, Santana Garrett, to face Sexy Samantha, Melissa Coates, Raven Lake, La Rosa, Negra, and Kat Von. Uh, he's, if I said that right, what was it like working with all these women and countless others? Those are cool because everybody is so different and you really get to showcase each person and their things that you do. I was so new at the time, so I'm definitely just one of the fillers of the hometown girls. So they just used me to get in and out, basically. It was cool, but getting to work with the girls, hearing how they plan matches and getting to understand the business with other girls because I had been around men for so long was such an honor. And Vendetta Pro is an awesome place to wrestle. I'm actually working with them to start doing some midget mania shows coming up the only reason i don't work for them more is it's just a little out of the way for me but i love them they're awesome and they always show me such respect and such a good group to work with and also with them you got to work with two very interesting wrestlers shelly martinez and hudson envy which you have had several matches with teaming up with hudson envy and then facing her right after and then facing shelly martinez what was that like being involved with these two women Shelly and I have done a lot of stuff together since then. That was probably one of my first times working with her. I met her before that, but I had never gotten to work with her. She's another one that I really appreciate, someone that's been in the business for such a long time and gives good advice. I trust her. There's certain people you work with and you know that things are going to be cool, you know, what level you're on. And she's one of those people. She just wants to entertain. And I think people give her such a hard time all the time and she just gets tired of that. And I totally get it. But she is such a good soul. And we've done LFC together. We've done lots of wrestling trips and things. So she's one of the girls that I appreciate working with. And I just know if we're on a show together, it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. It's not going to be stressful. And we're just going to have a good time. With the Envy, I think that was the only time I ended up working with her. And that was kind of hard because we had to plan more. And I just don't remember it, to be honest. It was quick. And I don't even really remember what happened. I know I didn't win. But she's gone and done a lot more in Japan. And she She's created her own cool identity. But she was always a unique girl in the first place. And I always knew she wasn't going to be just a mainstream average girl. She was going to stand out no matter what. And somewhere in this mix, I think for fighting pro wrestling, you got the opportunity to face Winter, Katrina Waters. What was that like? So cool. I was so nervous because anytime you have to work with these people who've been around forever, she is so calm. And during the locker room, I'm nervous. It's just her and I. She's reading her book the whole time. She's just reading her book in the back and I'm pacing. And again, she just took care of everything. She's awesome. I would love to work with her. And she works with WoW right now, which is killing me because I've wanted to work for WoW for so long and I've been in talks with them for so long. I don't know what the holdup is, but WoW is perfect for me. If 
there was a company for me to work for, WoW is definitely, for me, I love character and I love the acting side. So that would be perfect. And working with people like her, Santana, Amber, Raylin, all of the girls that are on there, I love. So to me, it's perfect. And somewhere in 2014, to jump a little bit around, you got the opportunity to have a very interesting match with Fern Owens. Is that Brian Kendrick's Wrestling for Wrestling and Santino Bros. And from my understanding, the situation of the match was that it ended in a draw and then there was another match and then it ultimately ended the next night. And that really kicked off the rivalry between the two of you. What really made the two of you such good rivals over the course of several matches? I can't remember. Fern's crazy. Fern is one of the coolest people to wrestle, but Fern is nuts. And I don't remember exactly how it started. I think they just put us together. And I know that one of the girls from there interjected a little bit. I did get my tooth chipped twice in that whole turn of things. So it was a brutal weekend, I'll tell you that. But that's to be expected with Santinos and Fern and all of that group. So in that time, I was learning a lot about what I will and won't do and that I need to stand up for myself and say, I'm not going to take this move because it's too tough. I gained a lot of injuries around that time to my neck. So I have to say that part was not my favorite, but I liked working with Fern. I love Fern. I don't think anything was intentional. I think he just is a wild guy. And then I wrestled at AWS and it was just a wild wrestling weekend. Yeah, let's talk about that match because there was a very interesting match. It was kind of guys against girls that weekend. What was that match about and how did all that come about? And what was it like for you to be in that match? I started the night with a tag match and we didn't win, which is fine. But I don't think LA really likes sweetheart girls. So it's pretty often that I won't win in that area. They're indifferent about me. They love the darker, more sadistic girls that's their people and going into LA I already know that that's what it is but later that night I was asked to do the five on five men versus women which I have to say the standout was Candice LeRae of all the girls on the indies she's the most underrated I feel she can do just as much as any guy and she's just professional she's amazing to watch she's got a good personality she's gorgeous but I started the match against Hector and he's a little bit flamboyant so we had some fun and he was you know being sassy with me and it was a good time we all got in and out jumped around and had fun and obviously following all of this you continue to have a bunch of rivalries you faced kimura ruby rays continued your rivalry with fern owens got to wrestle more shelly martinez in single matches and that's really how your 2014 ended how do you feel that your 2014 played out in wrestling that year I did all of the top promotions in LA, AWS and Tino Brothers, Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling with Brian Kendricks. All those places are great places to wrestle. Fighting Spirit Pro and the people I was wrestling, it was great. So like I said, I was on a team with Candice LeRae. Just being around these other people, you're learning. And I learned that in training. You watch other people and you learn by watching. That's why in training, when I see people just chatting and not paying attention, it drives me crazy because I learned so much more by watching what other people do. And I learned something from William Regal when I was an extra. He took us for the whole day and just talked. And I loved it because I learned so much. And one of the main things I learned from him was taking people's little things that they do all day that they don't even realize they're doing and you bring that to the ring making you look more realistic because a lot of people will be robotic and 
And I'm not saying I'm not that, but I'm learning and still growing and getting better. And that is something that stuck with me. And these are people that I'm learning from every time I see them and watch them wrestle. And I watch training videos all the time that people are posting just because it's interesting. I love wrestling in general. And then in 2015, 2016, you took a hiatus from wrestling, obviously for a lot of reasons. And I'm assuming one of those reasons was injuries as well as you might've been doing more custom work. What was it like to take a step back from wrestling? I don't feel like I ever took a step back because I don't feel like I ever did. I was so involved, but just maybe not wrestling as much. I got a lot of injuries and I don't know why or how that happened, but luckily I didn't have to have a major surgery from it, but I just didn't know if I wanted to hurt my body this much. To be honest, at my age, I still haven't had children. I don't even know how I would react to having children at this point because my body is so banged up from just letting people do stupid moves to me. Try not to say no, but in the end, you end up shortening your lifespan of wrestling by taking stupid things. Back in the day, they didn't do some of the craziest moves to your neck and things. They're doing body slams and leg drops and elbow drops back then. That's the kind of wrestling I like. I know it's not this day and age is kind of wrestling but now they're doing crazy shit why do you think everyone's injured all the time so to me i actually like what the miz said i hate saying that it was to daniel bryan but he's the one who's not injured because the way he wrestles and i think that's something to be said you're going to have a longer career if you wrestle safely and kind of put your foot down and say look i'm not taking this because that's how you get hurt and you're not going to do much i don't have anything super major i just know that my neck doesn't move hardly at all right now so i'm really concerned personally because i just don't know how much more i can do even at the custom wrestling level and obviously we're not going to dive too deep into this but you've only had a few matches in 2017 with promotions and i'm assuming that's because you're doing a lot more custom work and you're doing more of the production side of things and more starting a business do you miss the live promotion side of things there's a couple reasons why i'm not doing as many live shows i started doing something called the laundry fighting championship when we have shows there they take up a lot of your time and they pay you well so in my grand scheme of things, it makes more sense to invest in that. And those shows are larger and they're on a better scale altogether. They're better quality. So I prefer those over others. Also, I had a surgery two years ago. So that made me very nervous. I didn't know what I could and can't do. They told me not to wrestle again. So I really was just trying to take it slow and see what I'm okay with and what I'm not okay with. Again, the way women's wrestling is going, it's very much trying to compete with the men. And I can't keep up with that. I'm also an older female, so I can't do it. But I like to wrestle places I know that they understand where I've been and what I'm doing and that it's not a problem. I'm not going to do flips and things like that. I'm more of a family-friendly, let's have some fun kind of character rather than crazy stuff. And when I get to do those shows, I feel more relaxed and I enjoy it so much more now than trying to prove myself before because the way women's wrestling is going, it's just too demanding on my body at my age. After the surgery I had and the things that my body is doing now, it's just not safe to keep trying to keep up with the girls that are killing it now. And I think that is the perfect place to stop. But before we go, and I'm sure that in other interviews we've done, as well as many other wrestlers, I was asked if you have any advice for people who want to get involved in the wrestling industry. And I think you kind of hinted at some of it and offered some insight into that. But I was wondering if you have any advice for people who want to become wrestlers. 
before you start or if you start, you need to understand it's a fitness business. A lot of people come in and they think they could just wear a t-shirt and cover up. It doesn't work that way. Fitness is the number one thing. You can learn a couple moves very quickly, but if you don't look the part of a pro wrestler, it's just not going to be easy for you. So you should definitely worry about your body and the things you're putting in it. I think that a lot of people on the indies and the people I've trained with, they are great wrestlers. They don't get as far because their lack of attention to their body. But their opportunities would be more if they were more in shape. And out here locally, there's one guy that's really in shape and quite a good wrestler. And all the guys are saying he did it right by actually being in shape before he started wrestling, which is basically what I'm trying to get at. Try to work on your body because it's just going to make it easier for you to get bookings, to get into better shape when you're training. It's a long road if you're not in shape ahead the time and then I would just say you actually have to really like wrestling for women I train a lot of girls for the LFC if you're just doing it for money it's going to come across that way you have to actually have a passion for whatever you do whether it's pro wrestling jiu-jitsu anything if it's just motivated by money it's going to show through in your work and no one's going to buy into that to be honest they want to see some passion and I think that's true for anything you do and then finally, I'd like to give you an opportunity to promote your merchandise, matches, websites, your custom site where people can book it. If you have events coming up where people can find you on Facebook, Twitter, any other social media or anything else that people want to know about you. My website pretty much has everything you could need. It's my name, AllieParkerWrestling.com. And then my new custom site is LasVegasCustomWrestling.com. And then for any social media, it's pretty much the same. T-H-E-E, Allie Parker. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Thank you again for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. We can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio. And I am sponsored by Coinbase. The way my sponsorship works is that when you sign up using the link down below and you buy $100 or sell $100 worth of Bitcoin, you get $10 and I get $10. And that $10 is added to both of our accounts at no charge to you. And that $10 helps to keep this podcast up and running as I book guests, pay for the hosting, and do a plethora of things. So it is greatly appreciated if you're into cryptocurrencies as it is a win-win situation for both of us. And if you're not into cryptocurrencies, completely understand, but it is always appreciated when you follow me on Twitter at PopAnimeComics. That will keep you up to date about all the articles I write for PopAnimeComics.com, about anime, comics, wrestling, you name it, I write about it, as well as giving us a like on Facebook, where I do a lot of live panels and a lot of live streams. And in particular, towards the end of March, I will be at AwesomeCon on March 30th and 31st and April 1st, and I will be doing live panels, and several of them will be streamed streamed on my Facebook page and that Facebook page is Pop Anime Comics. So give that a like if you're into that. All that's free. So definitely check that out. And until next week everybody, have a wonderful week.